this week's adventure, the case of the complicated poisoning at Eel Pie Island. I say, Holmes, that's Eel Pie Island up ahead. I wonder if the ale at the inn is as cool as I remember it. And the eel pie, crust all flaky and tender. I have no interest whatever in eel, Watson. <clears throat> Nasty, slimy fish. Eel pie, think of an apple pie, filled with cooked eel. My name's Dan van der Vat. I have lived here on Eel Pie Island for about 30 years, the only inhabited island on the tidal Thames. I ended up writing a book about it. The story goes, King Henry VIII in the 16th century would be rowed up the River Thames on the royal barge to Hampton Court, fantastic palace, a couple of miles upstream. On his way past the island, Henry, who was actually rather a large gentleman, was overcome by hunger. He said, stop the barge and bring us a pie. Bring us an eel pie. He sent a minion ashore to buy him an eel pie from the famous stall run by a mistress mayo. He acquired a taste for her pies and then frequently indulged it. Eel Pie Island was where they used to fish out the eels. In London, you'd see these big eels in the front of fishmonger shops. Big fact, some of them as thick as your arm, lying around on the marble slabs. There was a public house here, a pub, on Eel Pie Island. It was there for centuries. It had a bowling alley, and it used to sell beer and presumably eel pies. It was quite smart in 1830, just in time for Charles Dickens. He has one of his characters, Nicholas Nickleby, come to Eel Pie Island for a picnic by boat. Eel Pie Island had a hotel on it from the 1800s that was effectively derelict by the mid-1950s. And a couple of people started a jazz club on it. I'm Russell Clark, rock and roll historian from London. Now, Michael Snapper was an antique dealer scrap dealer. Eel Pie Island was going cheap at some stage, so he just upped and bought it. What to do with it? Why not stage a concert? Because it had a rather interesting dance hall attached to it. The hotel stood alone. I remember it a little bit like a Charles Adams drawing. My name is Angelica Houston. I'm an actress. I grew up in London in the early 60s. It was a time when a lot of old ways were meeting a lot of new ways from the rations and the hardships of the Second World War and the Blitz and hunger. Ilpai Island, you know, the, the eels that had been cut up on these white marble slabs since the days of Henry VIII were suddenly meeting the youth quake. Ilpai Island, I used to come as a 16-year-old. It was dark and it was summertime and we would dance. My name's Emily Young. You had the trad jazz bands playing. And the way we used to dance to it, you had to be quick on your foot. You were jiving and doing the Charleston at the same time. In the late 1950s in particular, there was a movement that looked towards America. It was more New Orleans jazz. It was called trad, traditional jazz, played by people in coffee shops and small bars. People like Ken Collier, clarinet player, and Acker Bilk. 
The driving force behind the club was Arthur Chisnell. He worked in an antique shop for Michael Snapper and Arthur began putting parties on there, which initially were just free. It was called Eel Pie Land. I'm Michelle Whitby. I co-authored the book Eel Pie Island. Most people are under the impression that Arthur set up the club. You know, he wanted to be a cool rock and roll promoter, but his motives were very different. He had a huge interest in teenagers, which after the Second World War in the mid-50s were a completely new phenomenon. General society just saw them as a threat, whereas Arthur wanted to know how to help them. He purposefully included amongst the club members professional people, doctors, lawyers. If someone that had a problem, he would try and steer them in the direction of the right person. He called it a social experiment and used the music as a way of attracting these youngsters. When you're too far separated from the parameters of the normal culture, your head breaks. People who were lucky got into the art schools where they could release these pressures in the form of music. There were about three, four hundred people in the art schools who were formulating the groups that we know today. Keith Richard, Eric Clapton, all of those guys came out of art school. In the late 50s, early 60s, it was a bit of a hotbed for things like jazz and rock and roll and bohemianism. Ronnie Wood went to Ealing Art College. Pete Townsend went to Ealing Art College. Jimmy Page went to Sutton Art College. Jeff Beck went to Wimbledon. And Eric Clapton went to Kingston. These are all along the River Thames in probably a 20-mile radius of Pie Island. People rather jokingly refer to it as the Thames Delta. Yeah, listening to Bob Mills on GLR, BBC Radio for London 94.9. My very special guest this morning is uh, Eric Clapton. Who are we talking to now? Michelle. Hi there. Hello, Michelle. Uh, you got a question for Eric? I have. Eric, I'm writing a book about the history of Ilpai Island. Oh, God, because I, I did a lot of work there. Yeah. Um, well, I was like a beatnik back in the early 60s. That was the only thing there was. I mean, you'd go to Richmond or Kingston and sit around in the coffee bar in the afternoon and wait for the time to go over the bridge to the island. And then you'd see all these great, like Ken Collier. And... Yeah. A number of these kids went to Yopi Island and saw trad jazz and then folk and skiffle. Skiffle is kind of the punk of its time, 1955-1956. Almost every rock and roller that you've heard of that is from London would have been in a skiffle group. Kids have seen Elvis and they want to do it themselves. Eric, I was wondering if you could tell me what your best and worst memories were of playing at Vilpie Island. One of the worst memories was having to carry John Mayo's organ across the bridge. Oh, God. <laughs> and he had a B3 with two handles that he'd stick through it. And uh, the floor, we'd stand in the middle of the floor, and it would bounce up and down so hard you didn't have to dance. Leal Pie Island, by the early 60s, was taken over by rhythm and blues. Harmonica player Cyril Davis formed Cyril Davis All-Stars. He died at the age of 32 of leukaemia, and his place was taken by Long John Baldry. There is a story that uh, the night that Cyril Davis died, they had a booking at Eel Pie, and they went on and played their show without Cyril. And afterwards on the local railway station, which is Twickenham in southwest London, Long John Baldry came across a young guy, a little bit drunk, and playing the harmonica and singing. And his name was Rod Stewart. And uh, uh, John Baldry went over to him and said, do you want to join a band? 
the Yardbirds, Jeff Beck and Jimmy Page. Faces, people would come and go and play in different bands. It was a great melting pot. You might bump into Mick Jagger in the bar, you know, when the Stones were first starting. You'd see, like, Pete Townsend coming through, or Ray Davis, or Keith, or Bowie. Any band that was worth its salt had to play there. Till you ticked off that one on your itinerary, you hadn't really arrived. Paul Jones, I played with the 60s band Manfred Mann. You drove up here in your van, and then you unloaded stuff and just pushed it on a trolley across this strange little footbridge. The footbridge was ropey as anything, decrepit. It was muddy, old London ramshackle river life with old barges where people were living. You had to pay to get over the bridge. If you didn't want to pay, you swam across, and lots of people did. The room would just be throbbing, hot, humid, full of cigarette smoke, sweat. You didn't take a lot of baths in England at the time. There wasn't a lot of shampooing going on. Music would blare, and those who weren't dancing were snogging, kissing, necking. It was a kind of ritual thing. We just loved dressing up. Beautiful old ramshackle leather jackets. You'd buy an old Victorian nightie and you'd have all the fluffy white lacy cuffs underneath this Jacobean velvet look. Tight jeans, bell bottoms and hipsters, a little mini skirt. It was just before the hippies came and the world changed. The island, you know, had gained quite a reputation. The Rolling Stones, for instance, Brian Jones actually phoned Arthur and said, you know, we'd like to play the island. And they played a total of 13 dates over here in 1963. I think they got about 50 quid. Pink Floyd were one of the last groups and they played there in, you know, 1967. Deal Pie closed for being a health hazard. It was dilapidated. It was there for 11 years. And in that time, 30,000 young kids were members of the club. In 1967, the police forced its closure. Within days, people were moving in, hoping to create a utopian commune. In 1969, the hotel briefly reopened as Colonel Barefoot's rock garden, welcoming bands like Black Sabbath and the Edgar Broughton Band. A number of people decided just to move in and live there, what we would call squatting. In the early 70s, that was really the movement, particularly in London, where after the war, there were a lot of properties left empty that had been bombed, and before they could be demolished, people would just colonize them. It was a wasteland. It was squattable. The river authority wasn't doing anything with it. This bit was sort of claimed by youth culture. The electric had been cut off and the water and it was freezing cold so they just started ripping the building to pieces to keep themselves warm and then it just became unfit for human habitation. Sadly, in 1971, the hotel burnt down in mysterious circumstances. The hotel was pulled down and the owner got permission to construct 18 townhouses. One of the great institutions of rock and roll music. What is it now? The island is half residential and half boatyard, uh -huh. and where the hotel was, there's now houses. But it's still there's still artisans over there. Yeah, there's still crafts yeah. yeah. There's all sorts of people over there, sort of sculptors and stone carvers and uh, blacksmiths. Ilpai Island. It's a very specific little place in space and time. This uh, little point of liberation down on the Thames. 
very, very alive, just like the eels. Thank <laughs> you.